stop. Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller. Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm one of your hosts, John, and I'm joined as ever with... Tim. Apologies for... Trent. Where is he? I don't know. He's gone He's gone missing. And we are fortunately guested again by returning guest Ben Popji. Hello. And Irvi. Hi. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah, I've got it right. Say it again. <laughs> Irvi. Irvi, yeah. Terrific. Well, we are reviewing this minute, minute 58. The minute begins with Chico continuing to run up and ends with Scorpio stumbling off into shrubbery? Cops? Sort of the undergrowth, down a hill. Down a hill. And, yeah, this is an action-packed minute. Tim, what do you think of this? It's pretty good. The thing that stands out is that Train pitched scream of Scorpios. Yeah, forget your Wil- Wilhelm screams. This is <laughs> this is impressive. Almost like he's a he's a Looney Tunes villain character. What I love about it is the look in his eyes as he looks back. He doesn't just look in you know pained like I've been just been stabbed. He actually looks betrayed. Yeah. Like he looks at Harry like I can't believe you would stab me, <laughs> Harry. We were friends. Is <laughs> what we had mean nothing to you? Yeah, he does look very betrayed and wounded animal. Yeah, because it's not just a scream, is it? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like an orc to you with his big eyes, Ben? Or some sort of animal? Yeah. I, don't, I don't associate orcs with big eyes. <laughs> no. you, I you, must have scribbled that thinking, note down wrong. you squids. Oh, yes. He looks kind of like a squid. <laughs> I love his, um, his just childlike... He's giggling just before Chico surprises him. Also notable in this minute is that Chico is just no use at all. Yeah. <laughs> he's fumbling around with the bullets. Like, I guess um, he's good as a distraction. Like when you need someone to come up to run up and get shot repeatedly, Chico's your man. He's dealing with a lot of dust, man. There's a lot of dust and debris. Oh, it's a coloured flower. He hits, the, he hits the corner of the cross with unerring accuracy. <laughs> The one thing he did get right was the Hollywood timing of jumping in right before yeah. Yeah, Harry got the, shot. Harry got shot. Yeah. Well, it, it only <laughs> works because Scorpio decides that before he's. First of all, Scorpio decides he needs to kick Harry in the face again <laughs> before he kills him. <laughs> but secondly, Scorpio hasn't loaded his gun. Yeah. Up to this point, he 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 chooses what now to like put yeah. the clip in. <laughs> You put on your ski mask, you put on your long johns, you forgot <laughs> to load your gun. Yeah. Uh, we have another IMDB intervention, Irvi. When Harry lifts his pant leg to gain access to the knife, the knife is in his sock with no tape securing it to his leg. Okay. Earlier in office scene we saw him. Can, when, he, can he scotch deep? When he was running around, he probably got itchy with the tape on his leg, so he yeah. probably just took it out and put it in his sock. That's why he nearly didn't make it to yeah. one of those... He had Hang to on. stop and... He says, it. got any scotch tape. 
Yeah, is it he established does. that the guy he's asking has any scotch tape? Yeah, he tapes it onto his okay. leg, but it can get itchy and maybe he got sick of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Use your imagination. You yeah. Know? Had plenty of time on the train, that little tram car. Yeah. Maybe that was the sound that Scorpio kicked him. He was kicking the scotch tape off his leg. Now, Harry, Harry knows and therefore we, the audience, know that the girl's dead. Harry doesn't know she's dead at this stage. He doesn't really know because that, that's why he tells Chico not to kill him. That's right. That's why I ask him why he does that. When And then afterwards, you know, in a minute, which admittedly, the later minute is not my jurisdiction here. <laughs> <laughs> but in a later minute, uh, he's, he's told by the uh, district attorney, the girl was dead. He's like, I didn't, well, I didn't know I that. Didn't, I didn't know that. It's like, I'm a character in a movie. I kind of assumed I'd get there but in the nick of no, time. No, there's still, after this, there's heaps of times where they're still trying to save her for another hour left in the tomb and stuff. So so there is hope. They assume that he's not like... In fact, later thing. on when I saw her body being taken out, I didn't. I, I still yeah, wasn't sure whether fully... she was alive or not until oh. the blanket goes over her face. Well, they don't even put the blanket over her face, so they leave it up to... I remember like, looking closer, yeah. You'll be <laughs> confused by all future minutes, all those... Inexplicably, there's a whole lot of scientists there in white uh, lab coats. Uh, That threw me. I thought medical professionals should be there. In 1971, (laughs) no one had ever seen a dead body before. So this was a really valuable chance to study what a dead body is like. Immediately, yeah. (laughs) Because up till then, all dead bodies had just floated away in the sea. (laughs) Is there any reason to believe... Tim, if this was remade today, would they... We'd be left in no doubt that Chico was wearing a, a bulletproof vest. Is he wearing a bulletproof vest? He's pretty... He gets pretty uh, chopped up, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he's invalided. This is where I really could have used a Blu-ray Tim, but um, does it look a bit? <laughs> does it look a bit chunky? What's going on, listeners? No word of a lie. We do actually watch the minute on loop um, as we're recording each episode, mm. and I accidentally pressed eject. Oh, I see. <laughs> Sounds like a which is what uh, Clint was saying to his late life every night in, <laughs> in the bedroom. Sorry, love. Accidentally pressed eject. <laughs> Do you think he's wearing a... That screams. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Remembers to take the bag, which is good. He does. Do you think oh, Chico's wearing a bulletproof vest, Tim? He must be. He's been shot at like 50 times. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like... he, cops, he cops one in the shoulder. That's not fatal. Mm. I don't think he is. He's just... I don't reckon he was. <laughs> All Sid gave them was that radio receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no um, indication... If um, Scorpio did do drugs, would he just be an amphetamine abuser? Are what you saying drugs? he doesn't do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Open verdict. Um, probably. Maybe. Well, I can scream like that My theory drugs. is he is a normal, decent person, but he, a smoked, funny one. he smoked a doobie. <laughs> and it drove him mad. <laughs> Over the course of a few days. <laughs> that does look painful, doesn't it? looks it? very painful. I personally do not want to be stabbed in the thigh. No. Or is it in the knee? I've got to say. Is it? Kind of looks like it is. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> in an earlier office scene, Bressler said, "One more word from you, Chica, and you're chopped off at the ankles." Mm-hmm. Is he shot in the ankles here? No, it's all upper body, isn't it? He stupidly put the full bulletproof vest on his ankles <laughs> in fear of the chief, <laughs> with some sticky tape over it. <laughs> we had some difficulties with that expression, Ben. We thought usually maybe chopped off at the knees, or is being chopped off the ankles more severe? What's the what is the I metaphorical thought it's punishment? worse to be chopped off at the knees because then you need fake shin, you need yeah, false you need shins as well as false feet. Chopped off at the ankles, you still just need your feet, yeah. Chopped off the ankles, of course, is what uh, happens 
to the protagonist in Stephen King's Misery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah for the yeah. movie, they change it to a hammer. Oh, what? Because uh, an axe is just too graphic. Didn't know that. Okay. Might have been a callback to this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not up to date with my action films, but do, do they still have scenes like these ransom drop-offs? No, that's me- what I was thinking when um, I think it was when Leonardo DiCaprio was talking about Catch Me If You Can, um, how you can't do that in modern day anymore because yeah, right. in modern day... Um, person like that would just be on the internet like it's just not yeah, um, yeah. a physical like, thing I think, I think the more normal thing is like uh, the more modern drop off style is more like in uh, Speed where the police are asked to drop the money you know into a bin or yeah. something mm. with the killer not actually present there's yeah. no physical handover you so drop it somewhere and yeah. then you go and then and, and then, then that, the, that person comes. The and hostage taker will come and pick it up. Plus, you wouldn't really be sent as one cop to. Hopefully, not. Usually, it's like fifty <laughs> cops to one we, person. Yeah. We were wondering, Irvi, earlier on, like the first extortion level, which just says, "I'll kill someone else unless you pay me the money." Yeah. I'll set up a meeting. Do you think Scorpio would have done the same relay bag scene with? Har- Is it only because he's he's really angry that they yeah. double crossed him somehow? He double crosses them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Poetic. Injustice. He's got a slightly unfair grudge against Harry too. Harry's just doing his job. <laughs> One good thing is uh, Scorpio never finds out that Harry has double-crossed him with the with well, the wire. With the wiring, yeah. I'm assuming that he might cute. Get, he might guess because of the dude shooting at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where did this come from? Yeah, maybe that angers him more. Hopefully, uh, Sid will get his device back. In the end, though, like you could have had like 50 cops wired up. They all come in, shoot from all directions. Yeah, so it's saying. If, if Bressler could <laughs> think outside the box. But yeah, that's, yeah, Dirty Harry getting all the dirty jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll send you out by yourself to get Although killed. he chose this one, in, you know, he, he chose to make it dirtier for himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're addicted. <laughs> but then again, if he hadn't, does he actually point that out? Like when after this... Hmm. Bressler's all like, oh, what doing? What was Chico doing there? What the hell's going on? It was a bang order. Does Dirty Harry point out, you know, if Chico hadn't been there, I'd be dead now. That's right. Because yeah. he was just planning to kill me <laughs> and leave the girl to die and take the money. Mm. So, you know, you <laughs> fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, Pauline Kale, the reviewer, famous reviewer at the New Yorker in the 70s. Bet she didn't 80s. like this movie. How'd you guess? Yeah, she hated it. I think I already knew that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) She made a career uh, of hating Clint amongst being a good reviewer itself. She complained about um, Scorpio, um, said he wasn't realistic. He was a straw man compendium of every imaginable criminal type, sniper, rapist, kidnapper, and torturer. And she said ultimately that Scorpio was one-dimensional and not interesting. Bullshit. Well, I mean, he's one-dimensional. But his dimension is a pretty good one. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I Hang think on, you can't say he's he's a, he's a compendium of all these different types, and that he's one-dimensional. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we were saying before about the um. Yeah, like, do we need a backstory to him, or is it just more focused on the drama and the action? She said, "Quote: Scorpio is just some psychopath that loves killing." The film doesn't really seem to know how to use him either. One moment he's cold and calculating. The next, he's crazy and whimsical. Siegel has apparently decided already that we would get no real insight into Scorpio's inner thoughts. This evil monster is not one for whom we need feel any responsibility or sympathy, yet he stands for pure evil. 
Has Pauline Kayla heard of serial killers? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind I of. I'm not that. saying he's realistic in the detail, <laughs> but in the general sense of someone who is both a crazy fucker and quite cold and calculating in carrying out his plans, and someone who kills just because he enjoys it, that's that's a that's a thing that exists, you know. And it is a movie about a serial. It's about you know the Zodiac killer who. Well, b- back then serial killers were a relatively new assignation of criminal, weren't they? Like outside of sociology. Oh, sorry, psychology or whatever. In in the in the in the public consciousness, yes. Yeah. So and it's they're just called spree killers. Or- they do do it, you know. Yeah, they really do it for fun. It would be unrealistic to shoehorn in some sort of political motive, or. Secret trauma. We've talked before about the the Boston Strangler movie and the. Where it the turns events. out he had split personality. That's right. Yeah, which and is completely made up. Well, yeah, <laughs> but in the end, the public were right, right? Like the public were saying this has to be the same guy, but the police were saying no, it doesn't fit the modus operandi. It's too. But was that fake? So he didn't have split split personality. No, no, no. He he just liked strangling. But it's been confirmed through DNA evidence, right, that he was actually. They have linked all the murders together. He was just um, arrested for, I think, one attempted rape or something. And it turned out the public were right. It was actually the same mad killer, but the police said the mo- all these murders are different different situations. But uh, right. it looks convincingly now like it was the same man. Yeah, right. Yeah, we don't really have serial killers anymore, do we? I don't we do. <laughs> they probably are. Well, I'm not. They're not common at the best of times, obviously. Yeah. I don't. It seems Hopefully. like. It, it seems like. Yeah, serial. There'd definitely be. Yeah, I guess so. But and it seems like people get caught before. Well, that's the thing. If you get caught after one, you never you get to be become a serial, a serial killer. Yeah. But you may have been, you know, had the intention mentally exactly the same. You're quoting uh, Mick Jagger in the Ned Kelly movie in his bad Irish accent. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'm not. If you kill one, you're a murderer. If you kill a dozen, you're a hero. <laughs> Don't get me started on on. <laughs> Irish accents in Ned Kelly movies. That um, I did watch as part of. I just watched it because it sounded funny. Uh, sounded good. The Boston Strangler movie, and at the end they've got like a whole rolling text of a, like, sounds like a public service announcement. It says, "This film has ended, but the responsibility of society for the early recognition and treatment of the violent amongst us has yet to begin." That's true, but I think that movie probably didn't help that cause at all because it it made us think, made people think, oh, so serial killers do it because they have another person inside them that they turn into. Yeah, Yeah, it's not linked to something, yeah. But at least we got a good Rolling Stones song out of it, Midnight Rambler. (laughs) Um, I've got a quote here from a book called 1966. It says, it warns of a new threat. The irrational blind fury of the psychotic murderer was a new kind of threat emerging in the mid-60s. The psychotic was added to the cluster of enemies and subversives that appeared to be threatening the country's very way of life in the 1960s. War protesters, assertive black power ideologues, and homosexuals. Quaint. This movie kind of covers that all, doesn't it? Isn't there, there's actually in the credits, there's a guy who's credited as homosexual. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? I think there's a few of them, isn't uh, there? The no, past. but there's a guy, the, there's one, yeah. you know, the guy he meets as he runs to the thing. And it's yeah. in the, 
on IMDb <laughs> anyway, it's like homosexual and then the actor's name. The Actors Guild wasn't very supportive or imaginative back then. What's with the credits in this? If they, they're calling Scorpio killer, the killer homosexual. or Alice homosexual. And the homosexual gives his name. That's it. It's Alice, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could just yeah. say that name. <laughs> Have you seen all of um, Dirty Harry Ovi? I've not yeah. asked you. Yeah, I just yep. watched it two days ago. So, yeah, it was interesting. I was um, pretty hooked for the whole film. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Were you expecting it to be good? Um, no, I didn't know what to expect. And there are obviously it's very, um, I guess, like, yeah, you can see that it's aged a bit since it's been made. Obviously. I think when I watched it, I was kind of like Ben where I, I kind of hadn't really seen the original. And I had this image of the old Clint Eastwood running around with a big gun thinking. Mm. <laughs> Wait, is this not the original? This is the original. Yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah. you kind of like, I guess, when I was growing up, they probably showed the later ones oh, on TV. Okay. So. Yeah, so you're like, what? yeah. So it kind of looks a bit like a joke by then. But Yeah, I think it's used good cinematic devices. Obviously, there's like, no, there's like um, all the tropes from back then, which we're not so used to anymore. There was a uh, a video VHS that I can't remember what it was, but but I used to rent, rent it a lot. It was like a repeated rental for our family. And this is back when you had the VHSs that you'd rent. And at the beginning, they had trailers for other VHSs, mm. and one of them was for the Deadpool, the final <laughs> Dirty Harry movie. And so I have the line embedded in my brain from hearing it so often. You're shit of like The Deadpool is a harmless gabe. <laughs> and, that's, and now I look back and I think this was 17 years after Dirty Harry and they still haven't learnt yeah. to take his word for it. <laughs> now, Irvi, as well as being a great stand-up comedian, you also teach? Um, yep, I used to. I just stopped oh. two weeks ago. So Forever? Yeah. Um, we'll not see. sure. I just did. Um, I'm doing like a secondment with the writing policy for the government. So, oh, wow. Yeah, doing that for a year and then deciding what I want to do next year. You know what Harry's policy is? Um, kill. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots the best. <laughs> Are you lucky? Yeah. <laughs> do you think you ever would have used this? Movie Dirty um, Harry in your English classes or anything? Actually, we were talking about it um, two days ago when I watched it. It has, <laughs> in terms of like the voyeurism, uh, we taught oh, yeah, we taught rear window this year. So, oh, wow. um, in terms of like just watching people from different windows, um, it has that in here. Even though for helicopter shot of um, the pool and everything, it's reminiscent of rear window. Tim brought that um, up, yeah. didn't you? I did, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the rooftop. Yeah, the uh, rooftop scene and the way yeah. that he's just like perving on random um, women. <laughs> I want to be in your class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jane, we went there. The Jimmy Stewart the... would have done a good job of that, Ben. Oh, yeah. Of being Scorpio. You owe it to yourself to live a little, Harry. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. Made me think of Jaws. Jaws? Oh, okay. Because like, of the... Dirty Harry kicked off the trend of movies starting with a woman swimming and then dying. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg stole the idea. All the women here are dead or um, basically dead, I guess. <laughs> Is that problematic for you? Yeah, it seemed a bit annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's very few women in this. There's, they're literally all dead. So his wife is dead. Um, Our previous guest said we spend more, more cinematic time on the victim's tooth than we actually do seeing a body being pulled out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, the women are just objects or dead or some motivation. Chico's wife. But, but, yeah, Chico's but, wife. But, but, but come on, like, a woman co- co-wrote this. Did they? Who? Julia Fink. Oh. <laughs> Husband <laughs> and wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She was probably just, like, doing the dishes or something. No, I'm yeah. Rude. Um, but it is later than... I mean, yeah, it's... Similar, and that's what it, that's why it's um, baffling that we've made so much progress in TV and cinema since what just thirty years ago. Now it's even more, isn't it? Like 
50 years ago, I guess. Uh, yeah, Almost you're right. 50 years ago. That's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I've got for this minute. Um, Another hot minute. Another hot minute, Jim. <laughs> Any last thoughts, Tim? Um, no, let's go to the next minute. Yeah. <laughs> this minute is all about... <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, basically. In one of the sequels, Sudden Impact, there's a scene where Harry's sort of lamenting. He's like just having a bit of a sook to his partner as they're looking out in the bay. Oh, he's got one now. Ah, uh, he has, but in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no, this stuff isn't getting to me at all. Not the old ladies being bashed for their social security checks or teachers being thrown out of a fourth floor window because they don't give out enough A's. Was it thrown out or jumped out? Um, <laughs> thrown out. Oh, okay. Has cool. anyone ever, ever threatened um, you? Thrown me out. Why did I no. get an A? I deserve it. <laughs> no, I know some teachers get that, but I think in my case it would more be jumping out than throwing out. <laughs> Not a lot of essays to mark, no. <laughs> well, I'll call this minute to a close, everyone. You'll join us next minute, Ben? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Time is our enemy. All right, we'll catch you next time on... Dirty Harry Harry Minutes. Minutes.